We're the Hydratonite Super Adivas If you got HS, you'll want to meet us It's not your fault, put the shame to a halt HS Divas know how to have a ball The Hydratonite is Super Adivas Put the shame to a halt, cause it's not your fault Hi everybody, my name is Brinley Welcome to the Hydratonite Super Adivas podcast Sponsored by UCB Hi everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Hydradenitis Super Divas podcast. And I am here today with Mahala Prudhomme and Sydney Carter, and we have as a special guest on today, Dr. Kiara Barr. Dr. Barr, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And, excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Dr. Barr is here to talk to us today. Uh, she is a psychodermatologist and dermatologist, um, and she has a special uh, affinity for HS. And I actually met her uh, at the Integrative Dermatology Symposium uh, like two years ago, I think. And yeah. uh, we ended up being on the same flight back to Seattle and just, I mean... Anybody who knows me knows that I can talk about HS until, like, I can't speak anymore. Um, but, yeah, we had a wonderful conversation on while well, we were waiting for the flight and just more about, like, what Dr. Barr does. And it's fascinating. She has um, a really unique take on HS and the way that it impacts us as well as, like, medical trauma um, and those kinds of things. And then she's also worked out a new way that she's looking at handling um, skin care and the way that it impacts our life. So I'm super excited to have her on today to talk about all of those things um, and let us know what she, pearls of wisdom she has for the HS community too, of how we can do a better job of maintaining and helping ourselves through this whole process. So thank you so much again for joining us. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I don't, I don't know what else there's to tell. I feel like <laughs> she's great, isn't she? No, it's so true. So yeah, so I mean, I've been in dermatology, I'm dating myself, but it's been, you know, I've been in medicine over 27 years now. And, um, you know, if you had asked me a decade ago, why I went into dermatology, it would have been because I loved the mix of medicine and histology and surgery and dealing with kids and adults. But, you know, my own health started falling apart about 10 years ago, having to diagnose myself with, um, gut health issues, hormonal issues, um, as an, the focus of my practice was skin cancer melanoma. So oncodermatology and having to diagnose myself with melanoma. And really that was my wake up call that our skin, um, you know, is talking to us all the time. Our body is talking to us all the time. And most of the time we are ignoring those signs because they're too painful. They're too, we think of them as a nuisance. Um, the messages and messaging we've gotten from society is that if something is showing up on your skin, there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. um, you just camouflage it and cover it up. So that's what I did for most of my life. And I realized, you know, um, that doesn't work. That really doesn't work. And so I realized now, if you were to ask me that question, why I went to dermatology, it's because for most of my life, I never felt comfortable in my skin. Wow. I think most of us probably walk around this world, not, you know, I, you know, going back even further as a kid, I was born with two birthmarks, uh, one on each side of my face and, and kids would bully me as a kid, uh, in ele elementary school. And, um, I learned very quickly that our skin could be a source of shame and embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my attempt back then was to hide it with sun suntan, but I burn very easily. Um, but I ignored that. I didn't care how much pain. I didn't care how much my skin peeled. I was going to cover it no matter what, because being made fun of at that stage of my life was more painful than the pain of the sunburn. 
fast forward, lots of sun damage, skin cancer, become a dermatologist, realize, oh my God, that's not what have I done? (laughs) Yeah. So a very long winded way of saying like, I get it. This, you know, we need to change the narrative um, globally of how we address skin health, um, skin disease, uh, skin care, right? Skin care isn't just the products that we're applying to our skin. Yeah. It's It goes much deeper than that surface. And mm-hmm. so that's really what I feel very passionate about bringing forward. And I think that's how you and I really connected and bonded because, um, you know, those who are in the HS community know intimately how our, our skin can be a source of discomfort, both physically and emotionally. Yes, absolutely. And when you said shame, that word just like resonates. I think it's it's synonymous with HS. Um, they should be just interchangeable. You know, it's it's unfortunate that most of us feel that way. Um, and it's I appreciate that you can understand so much of like where we're coming from, because it's such a hard disease to manage and the amount of shame that we feel about it, it impacts so many other things in our life. I think way more than we realize when you stop to think about the fact that we're actually neglecting our own health care in a lot of ways because of our HS, because of the embarrassment and the shame. You're not maybe going to get mammograms the way that you should be to detect early breast cancer. You, you're not going and getting your pap and pelvics because um, you're afraid of the ob or somebody seeing that you have HS in your groin. Um, all of these things were actually it's really burdensome to us because we're afraid to go and do what we need to do to look after ourselves because of all of the shame that we carry about it. And then when you stop and think about like how much we actually how much damage we could actually be doing to ourselves by not taking care of our health and neglecting it because of this shame, it's like if that was your friend telling you. I always try to think about that. If my friend was telling me that she wasn't going to go and get a mammogram because of her HS, I would be like, absolutely not. You need to go. Yeah. So we need to take that and apply it to ourselves, yeah. like whatever advice we would be giving other people. But I think there's something so unique with HS and the experience, too, because like, OK, if I see a dermatologist, cool, I'm cool. I know the dermatologist knows what HS is. But if in I most see, cases, I mean, in most <laughs> cases, assuming they do, you know, but if I go to see if I go get a. STI test, I'm like, oh, this OBGYN might not know what HS is. Is she immediately going to think this is herpes? And it's <laughs> silly, but I still have. I get these- comments almost every video that like they think that it's herpes and it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with having herpes either. But what I'm saying is it's like there's still so much shame behind it. And I think it's very hard because like I love hearing your perspective as a doctor who has a skincare like skin issues too. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like I don't go to the doctors to hear y'all stories. I want y'all to fix mine, you know. <laughs> but it's like I think that's why these conversations are so important to have outside of this because like already there's a comfortability with you because I'm like, oh she knows the shame behind skincare. You know, yeah. so yeah, thank you for the perspective. Yeah, it was, yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, and like you had mentioned, even with your own experience, that you're willing to like do whatever damage and take that and be happy with it in order to just not have to live with the shame that you're feeling carrying that, you know, in your case, the birthmarks. And that was 
it's incredible. I totally appreciate that view. And I don't know if a lot of healthcare professionals know that, but I think there's something superhuman about you guys to patients. And so I think it is nice just hearing like, oh, wait, you're actually a human. <laughs> you had <laughs> you had something on your face and you yeah, went in self chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Really insecure and have our own stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, the biggest issue and the challenge, you know, um, even going outside of HS, I think as, as socialized as, as women and now as a midlife woman, everything that we are, we're not supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be aging. Mm. I'm not supposed to have blemishes on my skin. I'm not supposed to have wrinkles. I'm not supposed to have abscess. I'm not supposed to have anything that isn't considered societally appropriate, the societal norm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that creates a lot of shame. And all that I think, you know, as Brene Brown said, you know, like shame grows and shame you know, is allowed to, it's based on our, our secrecy. It's, it's, it's speaking about it diffuses, right? The more that we can talk about, this is hard. This is something that I live with. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it, but it's here. Mm-hmm. And I think and- it's deeper. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but like, I was just so moved by your perspective being a dermatologist, but I think it speaks waves to even like the makeup community, you know, how many do we see, We the, like even myself, I'm not exempt, uh, the acne, but putting makeup on your face every single day is kind of not helping your situation, you know, but we think that we have to apply this makeup to be done up going outside and not just like we're looked at. Like if I didn't wear makeup today because I have a sty, I would have been like, oh man, like I don't want people Mm -hmm. to perceive that I didn't take this seriously. So I put the makeup on, but you set me free kind of just like, okay, tomorrow if the sty is acting up, girl, don't wear the makeup. Like it's not going to help. It's going to hurt and make it worse. And you're covering that up for what reason, you know? I think, you know, I I love that so much. And and you're right. And, And here's the thing. I'm not anti-product. I'm not anti-makeup or procedure. I'd be a complete asshole hypocrite. Is that okay? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast we cuss. (laughs) I'd be a complete hypocrite. You know, I've had Botox. I've had filler. I wear makeup at times, but I've come to understand my why for doing it and being very intentional. I am not doing these things because I'm trying to hide who I am. I want to be proud and accentuate the features of myself that I actually admire and adore and I'm grateful for Um, the makeup, right? This idea of covering up something, your skin is a living, breathing organ. It is your most visible organ. It is your largest organ. And it is talking to you all the time. Our brain and our skin are intimately connected. They're derived from the same layer of embryologic tissue. They're communicating with each other all the time. So right now, talking to all of you, even though I've spoken in front of hundreds, thousands of people, my pits are sweaty. Oh my God. We were all like, we're sweating. (laughs) I'm a little nervous. And that is my brain talking to my skin. When we are flushed, when, you know, we are speaking to someone or, you know, Hives, right? That is our skin's way of letting us know it has something to say. Nothing has gone wrong. Same thing with the sty or the breakouts, right? It's an invitation, right? Society would have you believe that there's something wrong. You need to cover that up. You need to treat it. And yes, we want to address it. But what those quote unquote blemishes are inviting us to consider is 
hey, beneath the surface, our body needs some attention and care. That is what skincare really should be. Yeah, that's beautiful. Right? Our body needs our attention <laughs> and care. And just slapping some cover up on it or some makeup on it is a good quick fix if it helps us feel more comfortable in our skin to go out and about. Hell yeah, do that. But beyond that, what more do I need? What words do I need to hear? Who, who in my corner do I need to go to? What do I need to look at in terms of my lifestyle? Am I sleeping? Am I nourishing myself? Yeah. Like you said, really, like not going to whatever exam for your overall health and well-being. No one deserves that y- your health, <laughs> you know, more than you like to, to bypass or to sacrifice yourself to, to please somebody else. And yeah. unfortunately, the, those are the messages. And it's not your not your fault. And you, meaning you euphemistically, like those are the messages that we've been sent for way mm-hmm. too long. It's time to just like flip that script. It is. And it's hard to start. Like, where do you start with switching that around? Because we've been, it's been ingrained in us for how long that we have to meet these norms and um, be seen as beautiful in society. And we all know that HS is not considered a sexy disease. It's not, you know, I mean, they even alopecia areata is a sexier disease. You know, I mean, eczema and psoriasis are so well known that people don't question when they see something like that on someone's skin. Or place the judgment on the person, yes. you know, like, oh, you have psoriasis because yeah. it's your fault. Like- oh, your mom must have used the tide without, that wasn't the free and clear, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but for some reason, like, we still walk around with HS carrying that weight of the, the self-blame and the blame from other people and the, the shame from other people. And how, so how do we start that change? What does that look like? Yeah, it's a great question. And there is no simple answer because each of you have your own journey, your own story. Um, but I think it starts with a decision. Yeah. Decision that I I owe it to myself enough not to sacrifice my health, right? I'm making a decision that I want to be more comfortable in my skin, right? I think it's a it's a big leap for many of us to be like, I'm ashamed to like, I, I effing love everything about myself. Yeah. Like that is a huge bridge to gap. And I think that's a little unrealistic, but like, how about, you know, I'm open to the possibility that things could be different, mm-hmm. that I could be more accepting, more compassionate. Just like you said, Brindley, how would I talk to my girlfriend if she was foregoing an exam that could potentially save her life, you would grab her by the shoulders lovingly and shake her and being like, WTF, mm-hmm. I'm going with you today, mm-hmm. Sam, and you're going to get this done because your health means more than someone's words. You yeah, know? or a potential opinion about, you know, exactly. and, and that's a lot of it is based on our interactions with other people, because we may be going to an exam where someone is well-versed in HS and they may blow our mind by knowing what condition we have and talking to us about it. And then all of that like worry and concern was for naught because, Mm -hmm. you know, there are people in the medical field who are very, very well adept at at handling HS and who know about HS. So sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe someone's going to surprise me (laughs) and know (laughs) I'm a go. I'm a go. <laughs> and I'm wondering, is that something we should be doing when we're seeing 
maybe non-derm people, should we be asking, like, our physicians if they know what HS is? Like, is that an appropriate opening if we go to OBGYN? Hi, I'm here for a pap smear, but do you know what hydrodenitis superativa is? Because I have that. Is that, like, an appropriate thing to ask? I think so, because I have had the same midwife deliver all three of my children. And I think when she saw me fresh out of high school, she had an idea of what HS was, and she she was able to like be open to hearing my complaints and my struggles. And she didn't kind of like, Oh, well, this is what you need to do because she wasn't an expert. You know, we kind of just learned together through the journey of me having children and she knows labor is really, you know, hard for me. And that is, but we've educated each other kind of together. And I think so many people with HS feel like it's not their responsibility and maybe it's not, but it kind of is honestly our, our our due diligence back to the medical community because it's there is that lack of education. So I think we should be more willing to just kind of educate them together and, and, and make it a journey. Yeah, I, I love that. And I also think even if someone knows what HS is, like in dermatology training, we learn, right? And we know prescriptive wise, like clinical pathologic correlation, this is what it looks like, this is what it looks like underneath the microscope, this is the prescription, like this is the treatment path, but none of that takes into account your lived experience, Yeah. how this is impacting you. And that's the opportunity to really educate, you know, like to create, we are, we are humans, right? <laughs> like, but and and in the medical field, and I'm not trying to condone bad behavior, but like it's a messed up system all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like physicians, physician burnout is an all time high. They of are course. getting crunched left, right, and center. They get seven or fifteen minutes, even if they want to have the conversation. Like, how is this affecting you? Like, how are you doing? Most of them don't have that wiggle room because yeah. on to the next, on to the next, on to the next yeah. because they're you know, and, and they're, cause they're not running their own practice and it is, it is a t- broken, broken system. So even when someone knows about your condition, I think it is a beautiful opportunity to be like, Hey, this is what's going on with me. This is what's important. Or if they're making you feel a little uncomfortable and say, Hey, that's, I, I'm, that's not okay. That's, I mean, it may not always be okay, but I think it's appropriate to kind of take a step back for a second, regroup. This is where some of the practices that I teach of like literally just bringing yourself into the present moment, feeling your feet on the surface that you're connected to your bottom, you know, supported if you're on an exam chair and like just coming back to your breath, bringing yourself into the present moment so that you can kind of regulate your nervous system a little bit so you can be more responsive to the person who's in front of you mm-hmm. and be able to vocalize what is most important to you in that moment, right? Because I think sometimes when we especially go to a dermatologist, sometimes we're there for like, can you help my HS or what can I do to help my HS? And I also think sometimes we're there for more of the cosmetic end. How do I make my HS look better? And I feel like there's two completely different motives. And I think I could even get better at saying that to a derm like sometimes I'm here to look better <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes I'm here to feel better yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean so okay just really being more vocal I love what you said about just like planting yourself because I think I get so much fear like I said for me 
doctors have some supernatural superhero yeah. complex and yeah. i'm like oh my god they're a human you know just mm-hmm. say well, and i and get so much fear just like they only have five, seven to 15 minutes that means you only have seven <laughs> to 15 minutes so like you got to get yeah. all your shit out as quick yeah, as you can yeah. what you need and i think that's you know it's one of the things that i really want to work with hs patients on especially because of the shame and we do still get a lot of shame from the medical field and from people who aren't as well versed in in our condition um, that most of the people leave after their first appointments, you know, we've built up the courage to finally go to the derm. And then you're told that you need to stop smoking and lose weight. And like, that's the answer. Like, See you never again. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, we lose a lot of people in the community to, um, continued medical care because of that, because we already walk in with the shame and then you walk out with even more shame. So one of the things that I really want to start working with our community on is um, taking control of those visits. So if we change the narrative and we walk in and say like, hey, I'm here to talk about my HS, not weight and not smoking, um, let's just cut that off before it even becomes a topic of conversation. Because this is not, I'm here for medical management. That's what I'm here for. And I think that as patients, we can help encourage other patients to take control of that appointment by just cutting that piece of it out before it even gets there. Um, Because I don't like seeing people leave. You know, we finally go to try to ask for help and then we end up kind of leaving more discouraged, I think, than we went in some cases. Um, So that's definitely an issue that our, our community is still seeing. So any words of advice for that? I mean, is that a good way to go about an appointment? You know, I, I think it's hmm, it's multi-layered. I think taking control of the appointment and your intention, yes, and knowing that you have every right to be there, you have every right to um, express your concerns. And this is a collaborative. I see, um, you know, I'm a patient. Like, I want to collaborate with my physician. And there are times when sometimes I'm like, Hey, just tell me what you think is best. Cause I'm at a loss here versus, you know, I have been trying these different things. What do you think about this? Right. Um, so make it collaborative. Your, your doctor just really wants to help you unless they're a complete a-hole. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the other thing I also want to name is there are a lot of people in the medical space who are being referred to as dermatologists they are nurse practitioners, they're physician assistants, they're just skin experts. And I see a lot of stuff, especially on social media. Please, please, please make sure you are going to a board certified dermatologist. Even then they may not, HS may not be their, their yeah. expertise, but go to someone who actually has appropriate training um, and, and is more well-equipped. That's one, that's one thing, because that increases your chances that people actually know what you're talking about. Yes. And what, potentially you're dealing with. Um, The second part is from the integrative perspective, diet and lifestyle do play a significant role in what shows up in our skin. So I'm not condoning shaming someone for like, if you're smoking or just telling them to lose weight, I think that's a blanket statement, uh, disparaging, unhelpful. Yeah. But I think there is benefit from understanding what are all the things that contribute to what shows up on your skin. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. call it the exposome, everything in your environment that could possibly impact what shows up on your skin. Your skin is a window to and reflection of your overall health and well-being. It is also a window to your nervous system, right? The brain and the skin are connected when we are stressed, when our nervous system is dysregulated, it shows up on our skin. So what are the things that does include how are you sleeping? 
what are the things that might be getting in the way? Are you binging on Netflix? Like, are you stressed? Like, yeah. (laughs) What are the stressors in your life? Like in terms of diet, maybe it's not a weight loss issue, but are there foods um, or a style of eating that may be more supportive to you? Is there something that's contributing or triggering? We know, especially with acneiform um, or, you know, acne specifically, but, and, and psoriasis and some other conditions like stress definitely plays a significant role in stimulating your oil glands, contributing to more uh, oil production, stimulates inflammatory cascade. Um, you know, so, 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 so that's a thing, you know, there's certain foods that may be more contributed for some people it's dairy. And, and so it's just being curious. So I'm not saying that, um, and, and smoking is, you know, creates a lot of oxidative stress and inflammation. And so, yes, there is room for discussion of diet and lifestyle factors, but it's not all the things. So I, I think, you know, I, I wouldn't, I guess I would encourage when you go in, not just completely shut that down yes. because there, for some people, modifying some lifestyle factors could be very supportive, not just for how your skin looks, but how you feel in your skin. Right. Yeah. I think it's getting deeper than the surface level questions, like checking a box saying like, are you a smoker? Yes. And then your, your doctor's putting you in the same box. Like, Oh, they're just a smoker. They're a chain smoke. You don't know. Do they occasionally smoke? Do you smoke a pack a day? Are you smoking because you're stressed? Are you smoking because it's just been a habit since you were young? Like there's always like deeper rooted questions to ask. And I think that's probably the answer when it comes to this. Like I am a binge eater. I can binge a whole dozen thing of glazed donuts And then my HS is going to act up accordingly because (laughs) I probably shouldn't have done that. But I had to get to the root of the issue. What's causing you to binge eat? Like, why are you addicted to sugar? You know, and and getting to the root of those questions and figuring out my answer and not what somebody else wants me to say has helped me get to know myself better and my relationship with food and my relationship with my HS. And it is not end all be all like, oh, I figured out sugar is the reason, you know, but it's like it's a continuing journey. And I think that's just what the HS community doesn't want to hear. They want to hear that there's a blanket treatment, that there's a certain trigger, that there's something specific that's going to make this easier for you. But this is a lifelong thing, baby. We've been doing Mm -hmm. this for 12 plus years, so we might have a 12 plus more years to go. And we're all just trying to figure that out like day by day. Yeah. And I think, you know, in regards to the um, like the weight and the smoking, I totally agree 100%. And I think the way that it it came across was more like shut it shut down the conversation but it's not necessarily a shut it down i think when that comes across to us and a lot of times in appointments it's basically that's what we're left with they're like well stop smoking and lose weight and then we'll see you in 3 months there's also no um help for smoking cessation offered there's no uh registered dietitian or nutritionist offered there's no nothing kind of given our way to help us along with those things or to better understand how they make an impact on our hs or could and i think that's where a lot of us end up um stuck in the community and so that was my main point in saying that was just to say like okay i'm here for medical management help me with this i know that these things may be important and and play a role in my hs but like we can't solve for those things today but what can we do medically that can help me at this point um but yes no i totally agree and i think that that figuring out your triggers if you can identify them because there are also a lot of people who cannot ever identify what a trigger is for them 
um, mm. and spend an inordinate amount of time trying to identify what triggers are to the point where they're actually creating their own stress from trying to identify a trigger that's stressing their EHS. So we have to sometimes just look at it and say, I don't know what is actually causing this to happen for me right now. Like maybe there is an underlying stress that you're just trying to neglect because nobody wants to talk about it, including you to yourself. And I think sometimes life's just more stressful mm-hmm. than others and it impacts your journey with your HS. Like when I was abusing drugs and border, like homeless, car, re- like all of that stressful time in my life, my HS was chaos. My life was chaos. It reflected her talking about how our brain and our skin are connected. Yeah. Like, it's just it that was a game changer for me because you're so right. And I have seen like just it was like a light bulb went off for me. Like that that was really good. Yeah, yeah I just want to add in it. I I um hmm. like as you're talking, like I'm feeling it in my body. Right. This is and this is what it's about. You you hit the nail on the head. It's not about the sugar. It's never about the donut, it's never about the cigarette or the pack of cigarettes. The skin issue is not just about the skin issue, right? That's why I love skin in many ways. Like it's such a metaphor for life. There's so many layers. We have to be able to look at what's here on the surface and then be willing to explore what's beneath it, yeah. right? That box of donuts, and listen, I can, I'm, I, I'm a sugar girl, just like. I'm like, I'm sorry if you can relate. I'm so sorry. I know. Sorry. Can we get donuts now? Anybody? <laughs> Why did you um, say that, Sid? Now I want to eat a box of donuts. Thanks. My HS flare ups are y'all's fault now. Okay. I'm putting the responsibility on y'all. <laughs> but basically, again, I just want to honor and name, right? Change the relate. This is, I, for me, skincare is all about relationship, yeah. right? It's the relationship between yourself, your mind, your body, your skin. Skincare is everything you think, feel, and do because everything that you think, feel, and do either shows up on the surface of your skin or it impacts how you feel in it. And this whole conversation and and what somatic skincare really is about is changing our relationship, our relationship with how we perceive our condition. There may never be a cure for HS or any of these other chronic inflammatory conditions, but how can we learn to live with them with more harmony so we can more fully enjoy our lives, right? And part of that is not beating ourselves up when we binge on the box of donuts. Mm -hmm. That again is your body's way of saying, hey, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And I'm going to my survival coping strategy, which has worked for me in the past, which is donuts. Now, the opportunity is to be like, all right, now I feel like crap. My my skin is flaring. Next time I feel that overwhelming urge, can I pause for just a moment? I'm feeling it. This is why somatic means soma is your body, the living body. Somatic is like a body-based body first. A lot of our therapeutic modalities psychiatry, you know, it's talk therapy. It's a top-down approach. Working with the body first, understanding where stress is stored in the body, how it's stressed, how you experience it is a body-up approach. Knowing that when you're speaking in front of a crowd, like my stomach, I don't know about you, like it might clench up in a knot or I feel a, 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 a very buzzy energy in my chest, right? That is, you know, activation of our nervous system. That is kind of that fight or flight, that 
yeah. getting us ready to go. Stress in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's preparing us to get ready for something. And in many instances, it's getting us prepared to help ourselves deal with whatever is happening inside of ourselves. The opportunity is, can we find other strategies that allow us to deal with the discomfort? Because that's not going anywhere, right? Anger, shame, grief, normal human emotions. So just like joy and excitement, we need to make room for all of it. Mm -hmm. We can expand our toolbox to acquire new tools to help us better manage the shame and the discomfort rather than reaching for the box of donuts. Like you said, Brinley, like talk to yourself like you would your best friend. Hey girl, like it seems like you're a little stressed right now. What, what would be most supportive? What would be most helpful? Do you need a hug? Like I hug myself all the time and I teach people simple practices of how to, in the moment, on the spot, be able to offer yourself the things that you need most, right? Maybe it's just a compassionate hand to your chest, or if you're in a public place and you don't want anyone to know that you're stressing, I always wear clothes with pockets in them. So I can put my hands in my pocket and I can kind of, you know, thumb over hand and create a sense of containment or hug myself, but with my hands in my pockets, right? There's little things that are using touch, you know, tapping into our five senses to help us better regulate our own nervous system so that we don't go always to the, the binging part that ultimately is gonna not make us so feel, feel good anyway, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we gotta live there and- It takes time and practice. Yeah. And just know that when you are binging or you are smoking the pack of cigarettes, or it's just your body's way of saying, whoa, 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 this is too much, too much, too much, too much. I need, I need a little break. So nothing has gone wrong. I think that's where society has gone wrong. They shame us for everything, but your body's so wise. Mm. It's, found, it's found ways to help you deal with the shit storm that's happening inside of you but feels like it's happening inside of your body. Mm -hmm. So we just that. need to equip you with new tools. Stock your toolbox with new tools. That's it. Okay, Brinley, I'm ready to sign up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready. So you teach this, right? You teach this somatic skincare. So like, tell us more about that because I think, you know, we've chatted about this before and I, I think there is huge value in what you teach for the HS community, especially. And I think, um, you know, we've talked before, too, about how I think most of us who've had who have HS um, and those who've been with us through our journeys have experienced some severe medical trauma as a result of this. Um, I don't think most of us are even aware necessarily that we've experienced medical trauma until you actually sit back and take a look at it. Um, and so that's one of the things I would love to know more about. Like, what is what is your teaching entail, and what can people expect to learn um, from going through like your your process? Yeah, um, thank you. There, you know, it, it's um, I'll just name it's a process. That's exactly what it is. There is no one and done. And I think you all beautifully said it. This is a journey, and we're on it together. And the whole premise is to come into people say like right relationship. It's not right or wrong, but how do we get into a better relationship with ourselves? Because there may 
be our, our skin may always look the way that it looks, right? Even if you aren't having flares, there's going to be scars. Mm -hmm. So is um, really an invitation to get to know yourself. How, like in terms of regulating our nervous system, right? Stress is 90% of doctor's visits, upwards of 90% of doctor's visits are for stress-related issues. Skin issues are the number one reason that people go to the doctor. So understanding how stress shows up for you in your body is going to be key. So we spend a lot of time mapping out your nervous system. What does it look like for you? Like, you know, each one of you is, it's going to show up in different ways. Once you recognize that, okay, now what? Learning how to become more attuned, right? To the rhythm of your own body and teaching you practices, mindfulness, right? Mindfulness is paying attention with intention in the present moment without judgment, not trying to make it different. That's where shame comes from. We think what's happening shouldn't be happening. And then we judge ourselves for it. So part of the teaching is learning that what is happening is happening. <laughs> not trying to change it, but how can we learn to be with it? So I teach breathwork techniques. We do visualization, various meditations, movement. How can we be more free and move in this beautiful body of yours? I think a lot of people with HS, right? There is oftentimes there's limitation in movement because of active abscesses or, or scar tissue that has made it very difficult. So how can we move the energy through that feels stuck? How can we physically move the body in a way that works for you? So each week in this, it's, I mean, I work with people in many different ways, one-on-one, -on -one, but in a group setting, it's a 10-week program. And every single week, we get to know ourselves, become, you know, the relationships we have with our bodies, with food, with sleep, with our environment, the people in our lives, setting boundaries, and then learn a practice that goes along with that so that you are steadfast. You always can come back to the wisdom of what's in here, right? The wisdom of your body, it's always, it's always there. And it's a matter of, you know, kind of peeling back some of the layers to be able to access it. Yeah. And unfortunately in the medical system, from your lived experiences, you've had to cover a lot of that wisdom with layers of shame or people pleasing or all the other things that had to be done in order to feel like you could navigate the world without judgment, but really the judgment that we need to shed the most is the judgment that we place upon ourselves. And that's what we really work on um, together in somatic skin care. Yeah, that that sounds amazing. And I know we're going to do a smaller group with you going through the 10 weeks. And I'm super excited about doing that because I think there's so much to be learned and gained that not just will be applicable to our HS through this process. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to change my life. I know. Okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's there's I feel like our HS has made us special people yeah. like we have had to endure and kind of overcome a lot of obstacles that we don't necessarily give ourselves credit for. Um, and when you actually start thinking about it, it's kind of overwhelming that we have made it through all of this time where we have. Um, put ourselves last or made ourselves feel horrible about our situation and still we're here and we rise and we talk about it. And I've personally been so uh, floored by how much 
weight has been lifted off of me just by talking about my HS. Yeah. So when you had mentioned Hollow, like going to the, the OBGYN and saying like, okay, do you know about HS? Like it may seem like a huge thing, but that's like the best way to approach it too, is if you start the conversation, then you kind of, you get to own that a little bit more and you're the one bringing it up instead of being like, oh, I'm just going to wait for this really awkward situation where they notice. And then do they say something? Do they not say something? And then if they do, is it because it's really bad or, you know, and have all of this, this upheaval inside yourself that I think we set those situations up sometimes to be like that because we don't know a really good positive way to handle it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like this, you know, with Dr. Barr, you would be able to like help us understand more about that. What are your how is that going to impact you so that you can then make good educated choices on how you're going to handle those situations too? Right. I mean, listen, we can't control anyone else. We can't, we'd like to, you know, our kids, our, our partners, the people aren't, we can't. My kid who's right here. <laughs> but, but we can, and, and sometimes we, we our body's going to do what it's going to do, but we can be more attuned to ourselves and be able to study ourselves so that we can better interact with the people around us, right? Um, your point of, yeah, going to the OBGYN, and it's not even do you know about HS. It's kind of like, hey, my I have HS and it's flaring right now, FYI. Mm-hmm. And it may be a little uncomfortable, it's hard for me to lay on the 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 exam table. Do you have a, a cushion? Or I may be oozing a little bit. Is that okay? Can we put down an extra? Ask for what you need. Yes. No one knows what you need. No one knows your body better than you do. And most of us, even as physicians, we're kind of looking for guidance of like, I don't, I don't know how best to serve you. Can you help me help you? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, unless your doctor's a complete asshole. Like we want to see you succeed. Yeah. But we don't know how, because we don't fully understand what is happening for you in this moment. Mm -hmm. How can I best support you in this moment? And I won't know unless you can tell me. Now, I appreciate that it may feel exhausting that the onus has to be on you. I have to educate you about everything. Not not necessarily, right? The onus does have to be on the other person as well to know about the condition, to be well-versed, if not refer you on to someone who does. But I think it's absolutely vital for your own self-preservation to be like, hey, I need X, Y, Z in order for me to get through this exam in a way that I can maintain my dignity and you know, my self-preservation. Now you don't actually have to verbalize that, but like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what, like to know that for yourself going in, like, what do I need in order to feel really good or at least good enough in this situation? Yes. Well, I think what I've really taken from this episode as well is so much is just a deeper issue than even what I think it is. So already I'm realizing my issue might not even be the shame from the dermatologist it's my anxiety yeah. not even wanting to ask or not even wanting to say anything yeah. and, and i feel social- that anxiety like and when it, you get there you know yeah and i'm creating a scenario that probably isn't even in a scenario yep. because of my anxiety not necessarily because of my hs so i think i love the work that you're doing and i just love i'm gonna keep going plant your feet mahala yeah plant your feet mahala <laughs> just plant your feet because it does do something you know it brings you in the moment yeah so. and it's starting somewhere like, yeah and that's- somewhere 
I think that's where we all have to start at the beginning, wherever that may be. And then if, you know, you're making progress, it doesn't mean you're starting over. You're just picking up where you left off from at the last point. And Um, I think it gets to a point with all of us, like what we're doing is not working, you know, like I think and you just got to try something new. You have to be open to new practices and new things. If if it's broken and you ain't fixing it, you might as well try something else, you know. So where can people learn more about your uh, your somatic skincare practice and how to work with you? So um, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Kira Barr, and I have a link um, in my bio there. You can there's uh, information. Um, my website, drkirabar.com. People can reach out to me um, and have a conversation. You yeah. Know, not every. I, I I'll name. This is simple in in theory, right? It's not easy. You have to be willing to do this. And to your point, like, it's just like, again, skincare, it's like exfoliating the layers that are no longer serving you. Yeah. Uh, and you have to be ready and willing because this is not a one and done. This is an ongoing process. We're going to keep learning about ourselves. We're going to get stronger and increase our resilience. But it, shame is never going away. Discomfort is never going away. But what does go away is the discomfort of being with the shame. right? We get better at learning how to manage it. And I just want to offer, you know, before we kind of wrap up, remember that your skin is your greatest asset and your greatest ally. It is not here to sabotage you. It is doing the best that it can with the resources that it has to keep you alive, to keep you protected, and to keep you safe. And I think so many of us, myself included, we look at when something shows up on our skin that we don't like, it's like, this is crap, this is bad, my body's, right? Not to fight against ourselves, but how can we work with ourselves to, you know, enjoy this this life that we have? And every moment is a new opportunity to start again, to offer yourself some compassion, some grace when you're... HS is flaring. That's tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Do the best that you can, right? And having this community that you have created is incredible. And the more you talk about it and diffuse that anxiety, like it's understandable. Of course, of course, there may be some anxiety. Of course, there may be some feelings of shame. You're living in a society that, like, creates that scenario where it's like impossible not to, but you are doing amazing and you're doing the best that you can. And there's also opportunities to support yourself in ways that may feel a little bit better. Yes. I think that that isn't serving you, but it's a process. Yes. And I think, you know, especially we want overnight success, especially after dealing with things for so long, you're looking for it like, okay, well, then I'm not doing this hard enough or fast enough or, you know, strong enough or putting enough effort in. And it's like, no, sometimes it's just, it takes time to, to do that. Again, shed those layers, shed that shit, exfoliate that. That's not (laughs) working. Exfoliate that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This was so good. And I feel like you genuinely, like, if I know I'm like tearing up sitting here, you're going to impact so many lives Mm -hmm. of people who are not only dealing with HS, but Mm -hmm. just dealing with things that make them feel kind of the same way that we feel, whether it's your skin, whether it's your acne, whether it's just childhood trauma, just working through 
listening to your body and how to be in that moment and overcome whatever is happening to you right now. So I want to thank you on behalf of like me and like my community that I created because I'm like, oh my Lord, oh, you're tearing up. This is beautiful. Thank you so much for coming today. Yeah. Yes. I want to thank you. I mean, like you said, Brinley, you having HS makes you a special kind of people and it does. And you are changing the world sharing your message, showing resilience. And like you said, this doesn't just affect you. And I know, Brinley, for your daughters, like this has a ripple effect on every person that you are in contact with. So keep talking, keep sharing, because this ripple effect, it's its its far, it's wide. So I want to honor all of you as well. So thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank you so much you. for being here. I truly appreciate it. And I'll, I'm sure I'll be emailing you after this anyway. So. And they can we- find you again where? On Instagram at? Dr. Kira Barr. And we'll link it in the show notes too. Perfect. So. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so thank much, you so Dr. Much. Barr. We appreciate it. My pleasure. We want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Hydrogenitis Super Divas podcast. It was so special and we are so thankful to Dr. Kira Barr. And you know where to find her on Instagram. And be sure to make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hydrogenitis Super Divas podcast. We are so thankful to UCB for sponsoring this episode. And we cannot wait for you guys to tune into the We're next. the Hydrogenitis Super Divas. If you've got HS, you'll want to meet us. It's not your fault. Put the shame to a halt. HS Divas know how to have a ball. The Hydrogenitis Super Divas. Put the shame to a halt because it's not your fault.